Welcome to the 191st episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we're playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on July 26th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the guy who absolutely cannot be hit by bullets, Carlos Dodge Rodella. How's oh, it going, Carlos? That's a callback from last episode. If you haven't Call heard about back. it, go back and watch that episode. I mean, listen to that episode. You can watch it too, but it's real boring. Yeah, it's just black space. That it's little just... swiggly line with the sound waves, it's pretty dull. Well, that's true. There's, they show a little something. A little bit, yeah, yeah. How you uh, doing? I'm good. And I also, uh, yeah, I, w- I was going to answer with like, I have the matrix, matrix effect going on, but... <laughs> I You're don't dodging bullets in real time. You can see the air whooshing behind the bullet because you are so fast. I'm so fast. By the way, this was brought up on a show I recently saw, but it's still true to me as well. I'd like that first Matrix game. And oh, my God. I, I haven't thought about mind... that in years. What? I haven't thought about that in years. Well, yeah, I think about it quite a bit, actually, because <laughs> it was really good. And I, I, there's going to be a new Matrix movie. I think they're working at it right now. So I heard that. I heard that. So let's get another Matrix game, people. Man, you know, one of my good friends, uh, I think I mentioned him on the show, Doug Walsh, uh, he wrote for uh, Brady Games, Strategy Guide Editor. He wrote a shitload of strategy guides. He did the strategy guide for the Matrix game, and I'm pretty sure he loved it. But then again, he kind of fell in love with every game that he wrote a book for. I think I think if you're a strategy guide author, you kind of have to. Otherwise, you're right. going to want to kill yourself before the project is over. So I don't know if he loves it now, but he really loved it back then. I, I should probably get in touch with him to see if it uh, still holds a place in his heart. It does. But that's that's a topic for another show, I think. I know it is. We have we have a short show today. Uh, we'll get into the Matrix. Just a whole episode about the Matrix and the Matrix. The entire game. yes. We're gonna review all three of the Matrix movies plus the Matrix game. All no no, we're not gonna do. We're that. not gonna not do that. All. But no, um, we'll all. talk about the Matrix later. Real quick housekeeping before we get into our our themed show today. Which what is our yes. theme show today, Brad Galloway? Folks, today is a strange, unusual show. We went off script a little bit recently. We had the Xbox Games Showcase, which showed to the world on July twenty third, two thousand twenty. You may have seen it. If you did, you may have seen me, possibly. But that aside, Xbox showed a slew of brand new games, and that is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to just be covering only the showcase. Nothing else, nothing new. Uh, So we're a little bit off-brand. But we will get back to our normal content next week. But for now, just the showcase. And before we get to the showcase, Carlos, your two pieces of housekeeping, and I have one teeny, teeny, tiny little one. Okay. And before I even get to my housekeeping, let us know if you like these themed episodes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Pre-housekeeping. And uh, and if you do, then we, we'll definitely do more of them. I, I like the idea of doing kind of themed episodes. We've flirted with them before and have done a couple, um, but I wouldn't mind doing more. So if you dig the idea of us doing just kind of a topic about a particular game, about a, a showcase like this or an event, uh, let us know and we will continue doing them. Yeah, uh, I like doing them. I just think we just need more ideas for topics. You know, like it's tough... I mean, we usually kind of deal with when there's big events, community events or, you know, publisher events or something. But other than those, I mean, I'm trying to think of if we ever did. Have we ever ever just focused on one specific game? Have we done that yet? We did like lists. We've done like best of. We did, I think, one that was like a deep dive into something. But we've done so many episodes, I forgot what it was. We have. I know Corey and I did a Hitman episode that was like four hours long. Pretty fucking epic. (laughs) But I think that was that was the only time I think we've done a themed episode. But anyway, I agree with you, Carlos. Folks, if you got an idea 
for a theme. You like these? You want us to do more? You got a topic? Give us a topic, man. I mean, just let us know which direction you want us to run. Send us a message. Yeah. And then the second um, piece of housekeeping. Well, actually, this is the first piece. You of have housekeeping. double pre housekeeping, or are we in housekeeping? I'm. We're in housekeeping, and I'm cheating okay. all over the place. Um, Carlos Dodge Rodella strikes again. He's, you cannot. This guy is not holding still, folks. You can't. Yeah, I'm him. dodging the topics. I'm dodging my duties. I don't know. Uh, so the other thing that I was going to say that's actually tied to what you just said about themed episodes and we want to hear from you is I would love for someone to, uh, and this is just a, an ask and it doesn't have to happen, obviously, but um, I used to do a lot of clips for the show and both of Brad and I have like zero, zero negative time to do stuff um, with all the millions of things we're doing. So if someone could make little clips, um, you know, just of the moments you like from the podcast, that'd be keen. All right. And I don't bring out the word keen often. Wow. Dusting that gem off. Yeah, it's it would be pretty great. So uh, I'm just putting it out there to the community. I know you all are listening and we have lots of listeners every show. So I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening. So if anybody just wants to like throw a couple of little clips together or a clip, even like a 20 second thing that you think is funny, uh, that'd be great. And also there's a great app called Headliner that you can use uh, to make clips. So that's my little ask to the community. I don't ask anything ever. But I just wanted to see. Cool. Well, we have lots of talented listeners out there, and I'm sure people are very uh, tech tech savvy, at least more tech savvy than me. That's for sure. So if any of you uh, super fans or regular listeners want to make some clips, I assume you mean just like for posting like for Twitter purposes or what do you envision for? Yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, a little a little tweet of a little moment that happened or a YouTube clip. I don't know wherever you want to put it. The TikToks. That's what the kids do these days, right? I think they probably do, although I heard it's getting banned from America. But who knows? Who knows? We're not getting political right now. But, yeah, if you guys want to make a clip, somebody want to make a clip, let us know. We'll give you a huge shout-out. We'll give you a mega thank you. Maybe I'll even kick you a free game. I got, like, a couple hundred free games sitting on my desk right here that I'm not using. So maybe we'll we'll work out a deal. Speaking of which, coming up, we do have a themed episode, which is a free episode. Do you remember? I do remember. I do. Uh, So that's coming up soon. That's a themed episode. Last piece of housekeeping. Let's get into this Xbox show is... Uh, just a fun fact, uh, I went to um, a half-price bookstore. Some of the stores are letting you go in and, like, just two people are allowed in the whole store. And then you, like, get something and then you leave. And so I was able to get in with my mask on, being very responsible. And I picked up quickly one thing that I was interested in and ran away. <laughs> Did they're you like, pay for it? No, no, I didn't. And they were like... Just straight out the fucking door. They're like, yeah, get out. Get out, virus. They're like, go, go. Leave. It could be, you know, who knows what's going to happen in here. Uh, no, I did pay for it. Then I did run. And they were like, you don't need to run. Um, <laughs> but it's by Retrobit, one of my favorite little manufacturers of controllers and other things. So Retro-Bit. And it's a Ghost and Goblins, like, NES pad. Uh, oh, well, I was uh, you kind of threw me for a loop there because you said half our books. I thought you were going to talk about a book. It's well, actually a game pad. Well, here's the thing. Half Price Books has a lot of great stuff. Again, go responsibly. Maybe even don't go now. But at some point, if there's one near you and they're letting people in a few at a time, go in and, and then run away <laughs> once you get your thing. Run out. But, um, no, retro. they have a lot of different fun things like video games there and, uh, like you know, little, um, what do they call like bobbleheads and that kind of stuff. So I always go for that area real quick and just see what weird things they had. And I'm actually making this platformer that I've been talking about, um, which I just uploaded the new graphics to uh, on, what's it called? Uh, RobotIsYou.com. And yeah, it's I'm actually playtesting my game with this controller in mind, essentially, right? Like I'm like, I want to make it like an old school game and feel like an old school game. So I get to playtest it with this controller. 
Cool. Is this like a like a cross key two button kind of controller? Yeah, yeah. Like about? straight up NES pad. Like, like an NES pad. Just okay. like NES. The buttons select and start exact same, and it feels pretty good. And it's got Ghosts and Goblins on it. So this is kind of a twofold. One, look up Retro Bit. They're great. They make a lot of really great stuff. Um, and look up that Ghosts and Goblins controller. So yeah. Cool. Right on. I just have one tiny, tiny little piece of uh, housekeeping. Before we get into the Xbox show, I am going to blow your mind right now, buddy, because uh, the one platform out of all the episodes we've done and all the episodes I've done historically, in fact, for like like most of my life, the one platform that I do not mess around with is PC. I'm famous for saying I don't play PC games. I just don't mess around with it for various reasons. Uh, but I actually sit down, what? buckle in, get What's ready. What's happening? What's happening right I, now? I know. I know. I started playing a PC game a couple of days ago. Uh, really caught me by surprise. I'm not going to get into it now. I haven't really spoken a lot about it. I did tweet about it one time. If you are uh, looking at my Twitter feed with a magnifying glass and you're very careful to see my tweets, you already know what I'm talking about. I haven't mentioned it since then, uh, but I will bring it up on the very next time we get an opportunity. And it's actually a great game. I'm really enjoying it very much. It is uh, exactly what I needed to play right now. Very excited to share the news of this. And I haven't... I wouldn't break my PC fast for just anything. This is a right. really quirky, fun, unusual game. Uh, shout out to... Well, I'm not going to spoil it. I was going to shout out to the person that recommended it to me, but I'll hold off because that All might be right. spoiler this is killing me, but I am uh, really impressed and very excited, and maybe this is like going to bring you to the other side now, and you'll play more PC games. I mean, I doubt it, but we'll see. I'm not going to... Never say never. You never know. So. Is okay, it on Steam? Is it on Steam? It is on Steam. Okay. It is on Steam. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. Let's get out of housekeeping. Let's get into the meat of our show, Xbox. covering the Xbox Games Showcase, which I said showcased on July 23rd, 2020. Um, so I guess what they did was basically just showed a bunch of trailers. Uh, there was a few clips of gameplay. Mostly it was trailers. And I guess let's just go through them one by one. I will read off the title. Carlos, I will let you go first on all of these. If you have any feelings, thoughts, feedback, say so. I will jump in afterwards, and we'll just kind of just scroll through them and see how we feel about it by the time we get to the end. Okay, I took a bunch of notes. I thought you weren't going to do that, so you actually have all the titles of all of them? Just the titles. I took no other notes other than the uh, titles. Okay, okay. Um, just to remind my own my own memory, you know? Okay, good. And then also, uh, I will say that it wasn't just uh, trailers and stuff. They would interject here and there with some stories that I thought were cool. Um, I do like that when they do that, like a little bit of developer story or something on like accessibility or something. They did a couple things like that, which yeah, is there's nice. a couple brief ones, couple yeah. brief ones. All, All right, right, let's cool. just get hit the games and think of our thoughts and let's do it. Let's do it. It started, I guess, big to some people uh, with Halo Infinite. This is the new one from 343. Uh, they are giving us a big push. They showed probably the longest clip of actual gameplay out of the whole show for this one. It was like almost almost five whole minutes of of straight through gameplay showcasing everyone's favorite master chief in a world which looked like it might very well be an open world uh attacking some covenant dudes i mean it looked like halo to me but carlos what did you think of this one i have a lot of thoughts on this and it, it's not necessarily because i'm in love with uh, the series i think it's it's pretty fun and it was definitely part of my history of, of playing video games but um I didn't really play five and I know a lot of people did. And I kind of was just like, I don't want more halo at that moment, but uh, it is interesting to see what they're doing with it. So, so my first thing is it, it's, it's fine because I do like the idea of open worlds. I like first person, you know, action games in an open world. 
and they didn't show much of it, but I have heard a bunch of stuff through the grapevine. So I can share a couple things that I've I know kind of. Um, please do. Please, oh, you got developer like little scuttlebutt. A little bit of scuttlebutt. Yeah, um, it's more like just scuttle. There's no butt. Less butt, more scuttle. That's yeah. fine. We'll take it. Whatever so you got. I think that I'm pretty sure that this is basically. You know, you look at the graphics and you go, "Oh, that's not bad." <laughs> you know, and it wasn't like anything that blew any, blew away anybody. I don't think. And it felt like a PS4 game or Xbox One game. And I don't think um, it was the newest build. So essentially, with COVID and with a bunch of things where people working at home, I heard through the scuttlebutt uh, that this is probably just not the build they wanted to show. But it is also a build that worked and was functional so they could probably pull off a you know, five-minute demo. So I think that the graphics got better. So that's part of my scuttlebutt. And as it is right now, I'm like not impressed. Like it's just like, oh yeah, it looks like a Halo from Halo Five, right? Like nothing blows me away. But I do like open worlds. The other kind of scuttlebutt I heard is that it will be kind of like main missions, side missions, super super side missions, and that kind of world where you can do lots of different things um, in a Halo world. So that seems fun too, because uh, I'm all about those kind of games. So for me, I'm into it. Um, the other thing I heard that scuttlebutt, uh, I've never said scuttlebutt more in my life, is <laughs> that they're because it's infinite, the word infinite, they're going to just iterate on this game for a very long time, potentially just keep adding to it and adding to it. You mean? Yeah, but like they said, ten years. So like essentially, oh, this is like their game that's a one-player game that they could essentially upgrade the graphics, upgrade the story and DLC, and. I, this brings up a really interesting topic that um, I was just talking with a friend of the show, Steve Haskey, about. And Steve Haskey, what's up? Yeah, he's not going to respond to you because he, he can't. He's not here in the podcast, yeah. but it's somewhere. And here there, he Steve's is. Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> he was in the closet. Come on out, Steve. He was in the he was in the Google Hangout closet. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were just talking about you know I think it's really interesting because I like Far Cry, I like Outer Worlds right now. I'm a big fan of Outer Worlds and their DLC coming up. Um, I like these first-person games, Rage 2, and I would play them and have played them for a very long time if there's new DLC. So, you know, what are your thoughts on this idea? Uh, I think it's something that, like, is a newer idea, but at the same time, people kind of accomplish, developers accomplish with DLC right now. But what about taking it for as long as I just said? I mean, I hadn't heard that, but I mean, it makes sense in a, in a way. And I mean, that kind of seems like they're taking Destiny's concept of we're going to put out this game. We're going to keep it running for like 10 years and people are just going to keep coming back and coming back. I mean, uh, OK, so just backing up a little bit. I don't give a shit about Halo. I've never liked it. I don't think it's that fun. It's not my jam. I'm not really big into first person shooters. I don't like multiplayer shooters. I think Master Chief is really boring. I think the series is has terrible writing. Uh, it's never been a series that I've really liked. I mean, I played the first one and I understand why it was popular, but I just I just don't like Halo very much. So just just putting that out there. But um, that aside, the concept of a game that you just keep adding and adding and adding. I mean, it all comes down to what kind of content is it, right? I mean, people do DLC, people do expansions all the time. If it's for a game that you really like, then I think that's cool as long as the content coming out is really worthwhile. I mean, Halo seems like a pretty easy thing to develop for. You get more Covenant dudes show up, you go on another mission. You yep. get a couple new different kinds of aliens. You go onto a different Halo ring. I mean, it seems like a pretty easy universe to do that in. And since the story doesn't mean fuck all in that game, I bet you could do a bunch of missions and it wouldn't matter. So it makes sense. I think just 
number one, do you like Halo? Number two, do you want to play Halo for like the next five years? For me, the answer is no. But yeah. other people, I'm sure, are very excited for that. No, and I agree with you there. Like, it, you have to like want to be with the characters in that world for that long. Um, I could easily be in Outer Worlds for ten years. Like, you know, they can keep upgrading that game, and I would be. It's like having New Vegas, like forever. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, I don't have the attachment either, like you do to Halo. I like it was fun multiplayer and, and I get why people like it and I do like the vehicles to first person like that transition I like that um, which by the way they had in Rage 2 vehicles transition uh, third person to first person but yeah I, I don't know the grappling hook they added uh, it seems fun it's just an okay thing for me like it doesn't blow me away I don't think the build helped either uh, the version of the build it looked okay it didn't look like you know Xbox Series X level Right. The idea that we're kind of like the elephant in the room for the rest of this uh, podcast is that I don't think anything like was like, holy shit, look at that. Uh, they look like games that could be coming out right now. So, uh, you know, system sellers, I didn't see specifically, but I'm jumping ahead. Well, that's actually a good point. Let's pause on that for a second, because I heard that from a lot of people. I think that was like the biggest takeaway from people who were not died in the wool Xbox fans. Um, they seem pretty happy. But for everybody else. That was like the number one takeaway. Oh, it didn't look that special. It looked like just like anything we can get right now. And I get that. But I think that we're kind of in the land of diminishing returns where there's only so many shiny artifacts you can put like on a polygon before. I mean, just who cares, right? Like we, our graphics right now are pretty amazing already. I've seen some phenomenal games and I don't really need more photorealism. I want to see this hardware being used in other ways. And so one of the things that they mentioned specifically with Halo Infinite was that the Halo ring that this game takes place on is larger. I think they said it was four times larger than any previous uh, Halo game. So if they're using it to do like real physics, to like actually give the player more ways to interact, if they're yeah. letting you have more agency, more, um, you know, just like organic gameplay cropping up, unscripted things like that. I mean, if that processing power is put towards that enhancing the gameplay in that sense like no load times no lag no errors and glitching and stuff i mean then that's great because i mean i feel like the graphics are already good i'm not really jonesing for better graphics i mean i feel like what we have is totally satisfactory to me i want to see better ways to use that power other than seeing inside of the pore of a sweaty guy in a Madden game. <laughs> yeah, remember we said, yeah, we saw the NBA trailer and we were like, it was just the sweat trailer. It was super sweaty and I don't need to see guys sweat. Like, no. I, there's all sorts of videos online for that. If that's your jam, no judgment. Ooh, but that's jam. not what I... Pun intended. Oh, don't... If that's your NBA jam. That hey, man, I'm on a roll tonight. But that's not what I want. So if they, if they put out a game that plays in an amazing way and doesn't look any more you know any more shiny than what we're getting now i'm totally fine with that again don't care about halo but that has you know meaning and significance for every other game that we're going to be talking about tonight well i'm gonna i'm gonna add on to that one more time and this is a show of tangents because we'll, we'll get back to the xbox showcase in a minute but i think this is it's bringing up great conversation because um i also and we probably mentioned on this podcast before don't need sweat uh really realistic and i don't need a lot more graphics i'll have two parts to say to this one that's 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 kind of bullshit. I'm gonna call myself on it because Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> calling bullshit on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'll show you why. Ghost of Tsushima is fucking gorgeous. And the more I play it, the more screenshots I post, I'm like, what the fuck, really? Like it just gets better. And you're like, oh man, that scene is even better than the last thing I saw. So it is amazing. Nothing on the Xbox Series X, save for Ori. I think Ori does look amazing. Uh, and maybe, and I'm jumping ahead, some of the other ones. 
they look okay. They look pretty good. But I think top level still things could have looked better. Okay, because I, I that's agree a with fair you. statement. That's a fair statement. Yeah, because I if you look at Ghost of Shima and then you look at everything that was on there, I mean, come on, that 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 game is fucking incredible. So that being put aside, I also want just better AI. I want emergent gameplay because of systems like you said, more physics. And now working with you know game developer um, at Midwinter, I see how hard all that stuff is with current technology and with current like software and and, and game engines. Right, right, right. So to have more abilities and then also be able to harness that ability to pull off some of the things that you know developers are struggling with, that's what I want to see as well. So especially AI, like I want NPCs to be smart. Holy fuck, you know, like not smart with like um, what is it called? when they walk pathing, you know, like, and Oh, sure. Yeah. And like, they have like little jobs that they are supposed to go down. It still feels wrong. It still doesn't feel realistic. So I want all that to get better. Uh, so I agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. Do, I, I wish developers, my hope for the next generation of consoles, my wish is that they spend less time on, on graphics, which are already pretty amazing. Like you just, you name check, uh, name checked ghost of Tsushima which everybody in the world is just like falling over dead because it's so beautiful. Like, that's fine. Let's put a pause on that. Like games can look that good. That's fine. Uh, but let's like focus, like I said, AI on like unscripted pathing on like physics. Let's focus on some other things other than graphics. We fall into this trap every single generation where we end up playing games that feel like the games that we played last time, except for a few handful, small handful of standouts. But by and large, we're just playing shinier versions of stuff we've already played in many instances. And I really just want to see something just that just goes in a different direction, looks good, but plays amazing. That's what yeah. I really want. Yeah. All right, moving uh, on. All right, moving on. That was the first game, and we <laughs> were like half hour deep in the show. Okay, yeah, here we'll... we go. Next trailer, State of Decay 3 showed no gameplay. It was just a cinematic trailer, which is always a boo for me. Uh, showed a lady in the woods and she's like walking and then there's like a nasty deer and uh, it didn't show much. Carlos, State of Decay feelings on this? Well, I mean, it's more State of Decay. I don't know if we talk about it in the show, but I really do like that series. It's like I worked on actually full disclosure. I worked on some uh, social media and marketing for it when I was at Xbox. Um, but that aside, it's just a fun, weird zombie game that makes you really think about resources and managing your, your your people and seeing how they're doing. And it's kind of like The Sims meets a zombie game. And I really like it. It's so random and weird. And it's by a smaller studio that now got, you know, picked up and absorbed by Xbox. But um, uh, Microsoft, yeah, I, I really like it. That that trailer tells me nothing. Uh, but I'll play it. I, it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I loved the first State of Decay. I, I think it's probably the best zombie game that's ever been made like survival zombie game number one um i loved it very very much uh i got into state of k number two and i gotta be honest i kind of just bounced off it because i felt like it was more of the stuff that i didn't want and not enough of the stuff i did want like not mm. enough character not enough knowing the people in the game not enough like realism it seemed to kind of like get really heavy into systems which is fine but i you know i was already pretty heavy with systems in the first game and i really wanted more character more connecting to the people more drama and they just they seemed to me like they really shied away from it they kind of course corrected with the dlc in state of decay 2 i haven't come back to it i might or i might not but it just felt like more of the same and the first experience was so wonderful i just didn't really feel the need to repeat it so i would be very open 
to checking out a state of decay three since I love number one so much, but I really want them to do something substantially different. I just don't, I don't want like 10,000 more zombies on screen. I want them to actually give me a for real story. Give me for real characters. Give me, um, you know, something to really care about other than just like managing food stocks and water stocks and construction supplies. Like I want, I want more of the human side to it. If they can do that, I'm definitely in. Interesting. So I have more scuttlebutt then. Oh shit. Let's yeah, hear it. Because I did work there. Um, this is not like any trade secrets, but the community was asking for what one was, and that's what they essentially gave them because they just built more systems. And the, what I heard from the community, at least when I was there, was that they liked the kind of random element. You know, like every time you play the game, it's a, it's a little sure, bit different. Sure. And backstories are just filled in kind of randomly. And sometimes it doesn't feel even real. It just feels like, you know, kind of weird text. But they doubled down on that. I think they did it because the community asked for it. Because they were like, we would like more of this um, crazy random system game that also has zombies. And so that's why I think you got that for two. So I mean, that's the problem, though. Because if you listen to your most hardcore fans, you're going to get a very, very, very specific product, which leaves a lot of potential players out of it. I think they would probably be do be doing themselves a favor if they they took that feedback into account of course i mean you got to keep your fans happy but you cannot play strictly to the hardest core fan base because you're going to end up with something that's very lopsided which to me is exactly what state of decay 2 felt like it was all systems nothing else and it was like man you guys doubled down in the wrong part for me so yep. hopefully they're not going to get sucked into that uh tunnel vision again they need to pull back a little bit widen widen the scope a little bit moving on moving on Forza, it was cars, it was shiny, it looked like it was real. I don't give a shit. Forza, what do you think, Carlos? Cool, I don't give a shit either. We'll make up for time. We'll make up Moving time on. here. Moving, Moving on. on. Everwild from Rare. It was kind of a mystical, I don't know, witches or pagans in the forest, kind of with woodsy. bonding with nature. Woodsy, friends with animals, wind in the trees. Saving an animal's life. Yeah, saving lives. And they didn't show very much gameplay. Um, I'm assuming it's probably going to be multiplayer just from the, the, the bits of it we saw in the trailer. But, I mean, okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm down with animals. I like trees. It seems nature-y. Uh, but that didn't really say a lot to me. What about uh, for you? Yeah, I'm more excited because it's rare. Okay. And secondly, I think most of that was gameplay. Because it, 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 I think... You think? Yeah, because I think... Um, and I, I, I looked really closely, and I think I was doing some research as well but just like cuphead which you're like wow is how is that even gameplay i wrote down cuphead in my notes because i feel like that's the game and then that, that made me more excited if that's true uh, if that's the case that'd be great because it looked great i just assumed it was more of a cinematic cutscene. yeah i think okay well we don't know but let's put we the question know. mark to the um, to the audience and our listeners but i think it is if it is and i love rare uh i'm pretty excited okay well we shall see more to come Next one was Tell Me Why, which comes from Don't Nod Studios, the people who make uh, Life is Strange. Big cult hit on their hands there. This one seems to be kind of following in those same footsteps. Looks like, a, I want to say like a brother and a sister, maybe. Yep. And they are going back to, I don't know, an old family home, and they're trying to figure out why their mom was a dick or something like that. It was kind of <laughs> murky exactly, in the trail. That's the box quote. That's definitely what they said. We want to know why our mom was a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, you know, it's cool. I, I like Don't Nod, but I feel weird saying that because I haven't played through Life is Strange. I've bought all of it, but I haven't played it. And so I look at the trailers and I hear people talk. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like this game. 
I haven't played a fucking like minute of it, so uh, I think I will probably like this one too. But I gotta actually play it. What about uh, you? What's your experience with Don't Nod, or what do you think about this one? Yeah, it's interesting how each game when we do these showcase things, like they brings up a whole other tangent because you think about the developer, you think about their past games, um, and also I think it's probably because both you and I play every game. Every uh, game. So first off, yeah, the title is "Tell Me Why My Mom Was a Dick." That's funny. <laughs> um, that's what it does seem like the story is. And they're like reliving past uh, memories and stuff. Flashbacks or something. So I played Life is Strange, all of it. Um, I don't know how many parts there were. And when it ended, I got one of the endings, which I won't spoil. Uh, but I liked my ending. And there was multiple ones. Um, and that was like similarly uh, to other games. There's certain games that you experience that's um, of that moment. Right? Like it's at the right. We've talked about this on the show. Right game at the right time. Right sure. game at the right time. And I was like, oh, I need this right now. Um, it took place in the right setting, and I was going through some shit. And I was, like, able to get through some shit by the way they were doing their game. And it was really interesting to play that character at that time. And it was great. Like, I liked every part of it. Was very excited for each DLC and then finished it, and I liked my ending. And I didn't want to play a game like that ever again <laughs> like i'm like so over this concept i love them and i love that experience but it's like watching a certain type of movie or listening to a certain album or, or music type and being like okay i'm just over trip hop right now or something you know yeah like yeah. i don't want to play that type of game for a very long time like it it just doesn't resonate with me anymore interesting isn't that interesting. weird I I mean, I t it totally makes sense. Sometimes you get your fill of a certain thing, and you got just got to leave it alone for quite a while. Like it makes sense. It makes sense. Been there many times. Yeah. Um. But but for me, having bought all of Life is Strange, but not really having played any of it, I'm like, okay, I can play this. I mean, it looks just like Life is Strange, though. I don't know if it's connected. Probably not connected. But it I, looks exactly like that sort of thing. Very would, much in the same. Yeah, vein. I would say this: play one of them only. So if you're gonna play, tell me why. Don't play Life is Strange. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like you might get the feeling that I get, which is. I, I can't speak for you, but like, I feel you can do one of these things and it's pretty exhaustive too, because they're pretty great at doing like emotions and stuff. And then you might not want to do another whole series arc. You know what I mean? Kind of reminds me of when Telltale hit it really big with The Walking Dead, which was amazing. And then they proceeded to make like 74 other series that yep. played exactly like The Walking Dead. And by the time I did like my third or fourth one, I'm like, I don't want to play these anymore. Like, the, I mean, even though they're, they were all fairly good to one degree or another at a certain point i just get sick of it so, that's a yeah, perfect comparison yep everybody listening yeah. should should take heed to that take heed all right next one avowed and oh man i'm blanking oh, on the name you what missed, is the studio you missed, you missed a couple i did yeah i'm going in order so okay go back to your notes then because you must have better notes i have two I more what notes miss? two more what do we um miss? outer worlds dlc oh that's right uh, it's called para on gorgon and yes. i cannot fucking wait they mention it, like, by the way, we haven't talked about, but a lot of these um, would come up with not just world premiere, but they would also come up with ex uh, console exclusive. Console exclusive. Lots but that's of just bullshit because it just means it's a timed exclusive. Yes. Right? It doesn't really mean a console exclusive. No, no. Always, it's limited. It's always limited exclusive. Yeah, for sure. So whatever. That's so silly when they're doing those marketing words. But um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll play it when it comes on my PS4 and I can't wait for it. So that's just easy, quick one to say, but I can't wait. Outer Worlds is great. And cool. then Ground, Grounded by uh, Obsidian as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Grounded. That's the one where you play. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video game. That's but exactly it's also what it is. That's the box code as well. 
Exactly. It's also a survival game and it's also a multiplayer game. I'm not too cool on the multiplayer. Hopefully it'll be okay single player, but I love the concept. I love the idea of running around and ants are huge and you got to dodge spiders and climb on the back of a grasshopper. I'm down for that shit. I want to do that, but don't, don't force me to play multiplayer. Yeah. It's kind of like a games as a service thing. Um, you know, but I think it's, what's interesting. It comes out like this week or next week. The beta comes out very soon. If you have an Xbox one, you'll be able to play the op- open beta, correct? I'm pretty sure it's an yeah, open yeah, beta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Steam or Xbox, so I can't even play. Oh, I can play it on Steam, I guess, but I wouldn't want to. My computer is shit. So, um, yeah, if you have an Xbox, you're, you're good to go pretty soon. Dope. Okay, Excellent. Avowed. Now Avowed. Avowed. This was also from... What Obsidian. is it? Obsidian. It's all the same Obsidian. person. It's all Obsidian. Uh, I, they did, this was another cinematic trailer. I don't really know anything about this other than there's a kingdom and people are having war and there's strife and probably swords. Yep. I You know, monsters, I'm sure. I... You know, they didn't really get specific about anything. They just wanted you to know, hey, another big Obsidian RPG is coming, cool. which is generally cool. I'm pretty much down with the Obsidian RPGs. I just don't know anything about this one. I've already pre-ordered it. <laughs> Your money's already down. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can't even pre-order it, but I somehow did because it's an RPG by Obsidian. Forget about it. You put 50 bucks in a jar labeled Obsidian. Yes, that's exactly what I did. How did you know? <laughs> and I, I was just, just at your house. But here's I'm the in your house right now. I'm right behind you. Oh, Jeez, that's scary. I know, it's um, creepy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can you get around the other side so we can finish the podcast? I know, this wiring here is just shit. You got to clean this up, dude. Okay, well, get out of here. Dude, COVID, <laughs> what are you doing? I know, right? Less than six feet away. This is nuts. I'm okay, by the, minus that, which didn't really happen in real life. Um, what I did is I didn't even mail the can. I just put my money in the can, set up obsidian, and then I just threw it really hard. I just <laughs> like, in, yeah, I just threw the it sky. in the direction of where I thought they might be. Excellent. I love that pre-order. That's great. It's like pre-order and a wish. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next was As Dusk Falls. This is another narrative game. Uh, looks like the story of like two families who kind of cross paths at some motel in New Mexico or something like that. Uh, the visual style was really interesting. I don't know if they're going to keep this visual style for the actual game, but it was hand-drawn animation with like frames missing out of the animation so it kind of looked like stop motion um pretty cool very stylistic i like the way that it looked um you know and it seems like some kind of a true crime story um, i'm always up for something a little different this seems like something i really want to check out what about you carlos yeah i've had that visual novel feel right like, totally totally um, i don't i think that's what the game's gonna be i mean i don't think you'd go to the trailer and be like this is kind of a cool artsy trailer but it's not really gonna play like that so in my opinion, this will be what the game is. Um, and I'm not the biggest fan of just visual novels with static graphics, but, um, you know, I could, I could get persuaded. So we'll see. I think visual novels, the next step they need to take is just to take half their budget and pour them into visuals because reading text is all well and good. I like text. Me and text are friends. But when I'm playing a visual novel, I agree with you. I don't like just static pictures static backgrounds i like it when they're dynamic when things happen when there's something to look at doesn't have to be a graphic showcase but please god give me something to look at and if that's what this game is then i'm all on board cool next up was hell they switch it up on me it's senua's saga hellblade 2 i own the first one i have not played the first one oh i've heard it's great gosh, you haven't played the first it's one. on my playlist dude I'm I, got, the show I got again. i'm gonna leave the show oh, again. He's like, damn it i lose you every episode god and it's just amazing it. okay i'll see you later i'm gonna go buy that can go you gotta go find that 50 dollars because yeah. you gotta get it back uh yeah i heard great things it's on my list i think i even have it on my hard drive on my ps4 i just got to find the time to play it so i don't have any feeling either way uh what about you carlos mm. totally and holy shit one of my favorite experiences 
uh, in gaming. And you, by the way, anybody who hasn't played it yet, including Brad, um, you have to wear your headphones. Everybody uh, says that. That yeah. was actually the reason I didn't play it because I, I don't remember what was going on at the time, but at the time I didn't have a pair of headphones oh. and everybody's like, Oh God, don't even bother doing have headphones. So I just left it on my hard drive yeah. and I just it's moved tr- on. It's true to don't bother because I mean, that's what they built it for to basically give you a sensation of what people feel like when they have different voices in their head and, um, and kind of living through this person's life and experiencing the, the fears and the kind of anxiety that comes from, you know, not being sure of yourself and, and having a lot of yeah. different uh, voices in your head. So, it's a real thing that real people struggle with and they did an amazing job of if you watch the first little mini documentary which is also great uh which is also in the game and you can actually watch that before you even play the game brad as well yeah Uh, it's in the game and so yeah they really did do their due diligence and studied people with different disorders and stuff and um i wouldn't even say disorders just people dealing with different things so yes i want more of this holy crap i'm excited um and by the way i forgot they announced in this showcase that there's a new documentary and it's available right now. You can go to the, what their YouTube channel or something. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to do that. As well. There you go. Yeah. Point of order just real quickly. Um, when people did talk about the headphones being so integral to the experience of Hellblade, I did feel like that was kind of a bummer because at game cranks, we spent a lot of time on accessibility, especially with regard to subtitles and hearing issues. And it really kind of bummed me out to hear that anybody who has a hearing loss or difficulty hearing will just not be able to experience the game that way, which I thought was pretty shitty. Uh, I mean, I haven't played it myself. I can't say to what degree the game suffers if you can't have headphones on. But, I mean, like you were saying, everybody said just don't bother if you don't do the headphones, which kind of sucks. And also related to that, a little bit of a tangent here that I think people might find interesting. Um, You know, in my daytime job, not not what I'm doing now, but uh, for a long time I worked in mental health with people. And I worked with a lot of deaf people who had mental uh, health disorders and issues. And I will have you know that most deaf people, they do experience the sensation of hearing voices in their head when they have some kind of mental illness, like a schizophrenia or something like that, that might trigger voices in someone's head. So they can't hear them in their own head, which is interesting because in real life, they'd be actually deaf, which kind of made it doubly sad for me that this game is kind of inaccessible to deaf people who may even experience their own voices in real life, right? But they can't experience these video game voices. Mm. I, f- I wish there was something they could do about this. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. well, no, let me speak to that because I, I, I always thought about that as well. Um, first off, I'll say there is a lot of visual cues. So I shouldn't say it's like, don't even bother. But I would say if you're not hearing impaired, you should obviously use headphones um, because it makes the experience better. There is a ton of visual like Well, that's good. That's cues good. And stuff Because it feels like colors change um, you know, in whole environment change when like maybe voices come in and she's feeling worried and scared. So I should definitely, I'm glad you brought that up because I think you still can play it and experience this kind of like the different changes that happen to her. Um, secondly, I'll say some of that's just really challenging for the developer because oh, absolutely. what absolutely. can you do when it comes to like lower thirds and putting subtitles? Um, how much does that get in w- the way of the, the actual gameplay itself? So got to think way outside the box on that yeah, one. Yeah, I would say that they're like really taxed in the way that they wanted to do that. Um, but yeah, I would say that, that those people should also play it because it, it definitely still uh, does a lot of different visual stuff. All right. All right. There we go. Well, I'm, I can't say any more on that since I haven't played it, but we will, I'm sure, circle back to Hellblade 2 at some point. Next up was psychonauts 2 coming from double fine studios uh i played the original psychonauts i uh, thought it was funny but i hated playing it i thought it played like shit and i'm not really excited to go back to it what about you carlos 
I don't know. I can. I gotta leave again. Maybe I don't know. We'll You're see. already gone. I mean, oh, I, I can say I whatever gone. I want because you already left. Yeah. I'm doing this from the street where I found the can, by the way. Uh, oh, good. You but the 50, fifty bucks, bucks is gone. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there's no way that that was gonna be in there. It's hard times. Um, and by the way, whoever took it, go ahead. You know, there's a homeless dude named Obsidian out in your street, and he's like, "Oh, I thought this was for me." <laughs> well, that's a cool name, dude. I should yeah, go talk to cool him. Yeah. Um, so I, I yeah, I'm excited. I liked how it played, but to give my to give the game Psychonauts a little bit of defense to defend Psychonauts from the '90s or whatever. Um, most games played like that, Brad. Like that was like a Banjo Kazooie type game. Uh, it was so bad. But it was like dude. very much like bad. every other game that played. It was worse though. It was worse. It was know. bad. It was worse. I okay. tried so many times to play that game. Oh, it was if awful. you try to but play I'd it like now, it, though, I can see why. You know, the, the controls weren't great. Nah, I played it back in the day, and I tried okay. the remake. Like, anyway, anyway, anyway I, I like the too. fact that they were showing Jack Black singing a song. I, you know, I like him, even though we also have a little bit of beef. Which, if you want to know about the beef. What? Jack- You've got a beef with Jack Black? We This whole show is just going to be tangents. What are you talking okay, about, so dude? What? Jack Black and I have some beef, and I'll tell you about it in a minute. Oh, my God. What is this story? Where are we going with this? Well, this is a great episode. I'm, I'm really starting oh to love this God. episode. Did you guys, uh, like, date the same girl in high school or some shit? No, no, no. It's actually pretty recent, so he probably oh, still fuck. knows about it. It's a, Did it's you date a, the same woman in some bar? Can I finish my thing? So tell Jack, me the story. I'm dying, dude. Okay, Jack Buck did a song on this, and I liked the song. It seemed cool. And what's really interesting about Sucking Nuts 2 with this trailer is I had no idea the style was going to be so trippy, dude. Like, it's really like an acid trip game where the colors look like 60s and 70s, and the song felt like that. And it just felt like a totally different style of game than I think that maybe even they started with. Because um, I watched early you know, gameplay of this game, and I think they might have switched up their style like halfway through development. Um, so for me, I was actually more excited about it because it looked different in a way that I was interested in. Um, yeah, kind of an acid trip game. So, yeah, I'll buy it. Are you kidding me? All right, cool, cool. Uh, I mean, if they fix the gameplay, I might come back to it, but we'll see. I'm sure. Okay, we'll see. But, yeah, my Jack Black story real quick before we uh, – I don't think I've ever said it publicly. Um, I've never heard this before, and I've known you for years, so please tell us. Okay, so we'll, I'll, I'll tell it publicly because then maybe – um, it'd be funny if, if he knew about it. Cause it, it oh just, my God, did you guys used to be lovers? No, no. You keep going back to the love angle. Tell me, tell me the story you're keeping us in suspense. Okay, so, um, so I was doing uh, two, two E3s ago, so really recently. I was with uh, Midwinter, and we were showing off Scavengers uh, for the very first time. And we were playing, I was playing. We were um, doing a show at the Coliseum, you know, the E3 Coliseum. Yeah, where like Jeff Keighley show and we were on stage and I was the host, even though I worked at the company, I was kind of like being a moderator to talk to the devs. Was this like a panel? Yeah, panel. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, And so we were up and we were about to go up and we're in the back room, the green room. And they said that Jack Black was there. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's up after us. Like he had a panel after us to talk about his uh, kids YouTube channel. They're doing like a, you know, Jack Black plays video games YouTube channel. So I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I, I always liked Tenacious D and, you know, I watched all of his stuff. Um, so I thought we'd see him or whatever. And like I could like go up and, you know, wrestle him or say I like this shit. <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't around. Or, or I think he showed up a little bit and then he had kind of a mini entourage and then he he, he went on to a green room. So um, so we go up and do the show, uh, you know, did the panel. It went really well. People like were freaking out. And I was really it was such a great moment. And so at the end of the, the show, I was talking about the game and taking audience questions. Um, 
at the very end, I thought in my head, because I knew Jack was around, I was like, I'm going to challenge him on stage to play our game. So what I did is at the end, I go, okay, before we go, I just got to say, I know Jack Black is coming up next. So if he thinks he's man enough, or like if he thinks he's brave enough to play our game scavengers, I challenge you, Jack Black. Are you listening? And the crowd was like losing their shit. And I was like, to come over to the booth at blah, 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 and play our game. Well, you know, just tweet me at play scavengers. We'll figure it out. We'll get you in there to play the game and see if you don't die. And then they were like, yes, yes, the audience. And I was like, fake mic drop, you know? Sure. So I leave the stage and like really excited about, you know, challenging him and hoping that he would like talk about it on stage or whatever. So I walk, uh, we're leaving the area, the backstage, and he's going up on stage. And he goes up on stage and I'm asking my person I'm working with, I'm like, should I go, you know, talk to him right now as he's going up on stage and like say, did you hear that? Like challenging him. And she's like, yeah, do it. You only have one chance to do something like that, you know? So I go, yo, Jack. <laughs> like, uh, I go, did you uh, you hear my challenge, you know? And he goes, uh, y- yeah, w- whatever. Like, uh, I-, I guess. And it was like <laughs> the most vitriol, like, fuck off. I don't care about your challenge. I probably did hear it, but I also don't care. What the fuck is your game? I never heard of that game. And just like the coldest shoulder I've ever gotten. And I felt really bad. I mean, I was like, I was just being nice and it was a fun challenge. And he's like, Jack, he should be able to handle any sort of crazy shit. Well, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like getting called out by a stranger unexpectedly. Who knows, man? Maybe he's sensitive to that sort oh, of thing. Oh, sensitive Jack Black? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows I what kn- he's like behind, you know, off camera, behind closed doors? Who knows? I know. I just thought like you build up skin being in the game for so long. I mean, I'm I have the the skin that's built up, and I'm not in like major motion pictures and stuff. I don't know. Maybe it was wrong of me. But you, audience, you tell me. I think I think I was just having some fun, and he he basically was like, "Kid, get out of here." <laughs> well, I guess. I guess if uh, if Jack wants to address it, we can challenge him to come here on the So Video Game Show, and he can talk to you directly about it. Jack, I know you're a frequent listener of the show. He is, yes. If you want to come on here, we will make time for you. We'll dedicate a whole episode to Jack Black. So And, bef- and before you come on the show, because, you know, that's probably going to happen, uh, just know that it was all good intentions, my man. I well, was the just gauntlet try- has been thrown. The gauntlet is thrown. I was just well- trying to get him to play the game. <laughs> All right. That's All right. My we'll see. Jack Black. We'll see if he shows up next episode. Who knows? My DMs are open, Jack. Send me a message. We'll hook it up. Uh, next trailer. I believe this was also a cinematic for Stalker 2. Have you ever played Stalker? It's like an open world survival first person shooter set in like the Chernobyl aftermath or something like that, right? Yeah. It's. I'm like such a big fan of the concept and I've never like set. I mean, I sat down to play it once and it was so difficult and very survivally. And I, I want to love the game, so I think I'm just going to not play the first one and just play this one. Um, but I, th- I like the concepts of the survival aspect and the really interesting setting. So, yeah, I might try the second one. I don't know. You can't tell. It's just a cutscene trailer, right? Yeah, they didn't really show anything. I don't know really anything about the first Stalker, except that there's a very small group of people in my Twitter feed who love it. 
but it's also pretty well known for being like incredibly difficult and really yeah. brutal and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it kind of sounds like, you know, please excuse me for saying this, but like, you know, the dark souls of like a first person shooter or something like that. Um, so I don't know. I'd be interested in checking it out, but I don't really have any experience. I don't know what it's like, but I'm always open to new, new games. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, after that came Warhammer 40 K dark tide. This is a first person shooter looks like you're a space marine of some sort i may be getting that wrong please forgive me warhammer fans if that's not exactly who you are i have a hard time telling the soldiers apart even though i do like the warhammer 40k universe um but you're i don't know you're in some kind of ship maybe you're in a space hulk it looks like you're shooting aliens it was just cinematic they didn't really give you much other than making it look like a very generic first person shooter and warhammer games have uh, a really bad track record of being good. I mean, there's a couple true gems. I've played a couple of them and I really recommend them. But in general, the Warhammer games come out to be pretty crappy. They're they're bad more often than they're good. So I'll check it out, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Carlos, uh, any feeling either way? Yeah, well, how about let's uh, uh, just call it like it is. We're in a Warhammer renaissance right now. A little bit, yeah. Like how many fucking Warhammer games can come out? When I saw this, I was like, wait, we just talked about two of them on the show. Almost back-to-back, um, back, basically. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. Also, I can't really describe the universe well enough, and I just feel like it's complicated, and there's, yeah, Space Marines, but there's also those uh, priests and stuff, and I don't know. I get confused about it, but um, it also looked like Warhammer Dead Space. you know, A little bit, yeah. Or like bit. Warhammer Zombies. So yeah. I don't know what that game is. I, I'm so I'm like confused. I check out all the Warhammer games just because I keep hoping that they'll all be really good and they're just not but when you do find those gems makes it so worth it you know we yeah, really yeah. liked inquisitor i really liked um mechanicus there's one or two other ones uh, that are really good so hopefully this will be a good one who knows we, who knows next one was the gunk which comes to us from the people who brought us the steam world games which are rather delightful this seemed to be some kind of a girl on a scavenging mission to some foreign planet and then she, there's some kind of like weird black you know gunk that she is fighting oh. or she's absorbing or something pun intended uh, oh, not a pun but the, you said I the mean, name just, of the game yeah just kind of like a factual sort of a thing you know it looks like a third person platformer i don't know how they're going to in integrate the gunk itself uh, my one big takeaway from this is that i really like the steam world games because they're very bright and colorful and i love the graphics um they seem to be kind of going for a same sort of vibe but it seemed really dark like visually dark and I'm just kind of done with dark games for a while. So hopefully it's not going to be that dark in practice. But a lot of uh, TBD here. What about you, Carlos? Are you a, a SteamWorld fan? Or what do you think about the gunk? I wasn't. Um, I really wasn't. I, it's not like anything against them. But I just, it, it never really resonated with me. So, um, yeah, I'm not super interested in it. Um, you know, all power to them. I hope they do well. It didn't seem like it stood out to me. Um, and also, to backtrack, before that, they actually talked about Luminous. Some oh, sort of, that's right. Some Lumin sort of what? fancy Luminous version. I don't know what it was. Was it? Wait a minute. Was it Luminous or was it Tetris? Was it Tetris or was it Luminous? I I th it was <laughs> Good job, marketing. We have no idea what your fucking game uh -oh. was. I'm pretty sure it Xbox was Tetris. Xbox Showcase. Watch, I'm going to type it in Google, and then I'll say Luminous, and I think that that's what it was. I think it was a new version of Tetris. Of Tetris. By, by Luminous Remastered. Oh, that's not it. Oh, I this did. is exciting radio. I'm almost positive it was a remake or a new version of whatever that most recent Tetris was that everybody really loved. I don't know what it's called because I didn't play it because I didn't want to pay that much money for a Tetris game. Had all the 
the psychedelic lights and the colors and the sounds. It was on uh, PS4 pretty recently. I do not know. Tetris oh, Effect? Oh, Tetris Effect. That wasn't that. It was Luminous. Oh, no, my goodness, I don't think don't it know. was, dude. I think it was Tetris Effect. I'm pretty sure. I can look, but I'm not going to because we don't. We're gonna research. take this. We're gonna take this offline. It was a game with falling blocks, and there was inside the blocks there was pictures of people who were online. So you were matching blocks with people who were playing around the world. I don't know if that's what it's gonna actually look like, but that's what they showed in the trailer. Anyway, anyway, that and then there was Gunk, and then let's move on to the only a few more. Uh, there's only two more. Do you have two I left have on your list? Four left. Fuck. Okay, let's go on your list because I think you got better lists than I did. Yeah, I guess I did better notes, Brad. Go away. for it. I, uh, I believe it 100%. Medium. The medium, yes, coming from Bloober Team. Uh, the people who made uh, that scary game about the painting guy going crazy. I forget what that one's called. What is the and painting guy did... going crazy? What, is, what game is that? It was their first game. Um, I cannot recall what it's. I we reviewed it. I don't know what it's called because okay. it's old. We I don't do that. Anyway. Uh, it looks you know, interesting. I like going back and forth between dream worlds and uh, mind worlds, uh, reading people's minds, going into the world. That's weird. Okay, maybe. It's, I mean, Silent Hill vibes to the max? Yeah, and also Evil Within. Evil Within? Too. I didn't play Evil Within, but I definitely played some Silent Hill. That's what this seems like to me, is an updated, revamped Silent Hill. I know that the team has spoken many times about their love of Silent Hill 2, uh, it shows you like this girl or this woman, excuse me, going back and forth between like the real world and a dark world. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, you can kind of guess what it's going to be like just from that trailer. We've had several games that do that, but it looked cool. And they were showing how the, the Xbox was rendering both worlds at the same time for ease of transition between the two of them. Maybe that simplicity is going to be a selling point. But I mean, I don't like to play scary games. I may play this. I may not, depending how creepy it is. But look to me like mega Silent Hill vibe. It's interesting that you said the transition between worlds because that was what um, Sony was really uh, excited about, right? With the Ratchet and Clank Ratchet thing, Ratchet and right? Clank thing, yeah, showing yeah. that. Um, I yeah, think that's the new hook. It's the new thing. Well, it, sh- it should be a lot more than that. But anyways, yeah, I think it was okay. Let's just move on. Um, All right, what do you got next? Fantasy Star Online 2. Oh, man. It, it, with question marks, because Fantasy Star Online 2 is already out, and that's not what they showed. It's a revamp or a new game or an add-on. No one knows really what it is. It's Luminez? <laughs> it's, it might be Tetris, dude. I'm yeah. not sure. Fantasy Star Online Luminez Tetris Edition. I don't know what the oh, fuck man. that is, but I just saw uh, people running around, and it was RPG, and it was action, and it was online. I give it props because it was very bright and colorful and full of energy. The music was good. It got me kind of pumped after seeing so many dark trailers on this. I feel like Xbox is kind of synonymous with, like, dark games. Like, maybe because they have a more hardcore crowd or something. Who knows? But I was like, yes, it's bright and it's sunny and the dude's got a sword and he's zipping around and there's, like, little zip trails. And I was like, yay, some energy, finally. Like, I was dying for just some brightness in the trailers. So that was what I remember it for. So I don't know if it's going to be any good, but we'll see. It had vibes of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Definitely. Yeah. Xenoblade, but like a little bit of Sonic and a little bit of like MMO-ish kind of stuff. And a little uh, bit of Tetris and Luminous. Anyways. Yes. Anyway. Uh, what, next up that? is Crossfire, which I have no idea what it was. It's a military shooty shoot. Oh, yeah. Military something something. People being grim and gritty. Dudes yep. got beards. A lot of white guys with guns. I, yep. I kind of just like zoned out. I didn't really pay attention. Can we do a whole episode about how that's just got to be over by now? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm ready to move on hey, for sure. Ready? Okay, I'm gonna hold my hand up like this in a fist, and now wait, <laughs> wait for a minute. Okay, hold on, wait for a minute. All right, yes. hold on, and go. Okay, now I'm gonna move my hands in the two fingers and go forward, and then now we're gonna go shoot these people. Okay, go. We've all got sunglasses, backwards hats, bulletproof vests, beards, beards. Big guns. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we travel in packs of four. Like, yeah. okay, we're, I'm good on that. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then that that's the the big uh, the big reveal at the end. The big reveal at the end was the new Fable. Uh, I don't know if Peter Molyneux is going to be involved. Probably not. No, I'm no, no, no. They had the what was it Play Dead or um, what's it called? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Fable <laughs> yeah. game. It's the the it's the rumor that's been going around forever that that new team, the Tetris team, or was the, it the Luminous team? The Luminous team is working on it. Um, Oh my goodness! Peter's been off it forever, but yeah, he's been off forever. Yeah, that's why I was saying it's, he's probably not going to be involved in any way, shape, or form. But he's kind of synonymous with Fable, so I wonder what Fable looks like without Peter Molyneux. Uh, I'm going to go to I am going to go to a page right now because this is the biggest reveal of right. kind of the thing. Yeah, um, Microsoft Showcase has ups and downs, but Fable everybody knew Fable was coming. Uh, Playground. What did I just say? Play. I say play I dead. Know. I don't know. Playground, I wasn't listening. Playground games who work on Forza, which I don't care about, uh, but looks beautiful. Uh, they switched over at some point to work on this, and I actually heard that rumor, the scuttlebutt, long time ago, and could not talk about it. So it's kind of fun to know that it's out there now, and we can ever can say it. But I, I definitely knew this uh, a long time ago, and they're great because they build pretty amazing, beautiful worlds, right, with their cars. So I just don't care about cars too much, but I do care about Fable and funny and, you know, uh, RPGs. And Are so, you a big Fable fan historically? I really like the, f- well, do they have three? This is three or this is? I feel like at least three. There might be more. I like the first two and um, I had a great time with them. I like, it's like Torchlight, right? If you like Torchlight, it's like that. It's like very light and they did a lot of comedy and they also did interesting like um you know what's it called when like um i think i'm out of words for the day but are we are we both cashing in a little bit early are we done before the show is over uh basically like uh through lines or like um the systems that can persist like persistent systems that would happen and so things and choices you would make would actually oh yeah that would affect the world like you would affect the world or you you married and stuff so it would affect the game world yeah yeah so if they can keep doing stuff like that but in a new system um i think i'd be really interested in that so cool i uh i don't really have a strong feeling for fable i think i've played them all and i think i've finished them all but i can't really say that they've been a favorite i don't care for um the humor in them and i don't think they're really that fun to play i just ended up playing them because everybody just played them when a new fable came out it was the thing to do so i mean i'll check it out i'm not super excited i'm not anti-fable but i'm not like jazzed or anything so yeah those Uh, were the announcements what you gonna say sir yeah this is my closing statement which i was gonna do a long tangent on but i'm literally out of breath right now uh well not out of breath i'm out of throat power which is definitely a thing that exists um there there's a joke to be made there oh i am out of you want to make those jokes here's my what i mean by throat power and i'm gonna go on a tangent before the tangent uh is that when you do a lot of podcasting you literally get like um it just feels like you have dry throat sometimes you know yeah yeah that's what i feel like i have right now and i'm drinking water but the tangent was going to go on which i'll make much shorter now is that motherfucker all those games we just mentioned are on Game Pass. Ah, you stole my thunder. That was literally ah, the next thing I was going to say. I was just going to say that. So, yes, I, right now I don't have the Xbox Series X. I don't have an Xbox One. I've been waiting for the Series X to just go and start anew. So, yes, I'll buy it as soon as it comes out. And, yes, I'll get Game Pass because I'm not a monster. Um, and it's pretty impressive. And I know Alana just did a video about this, uh, Alana Pierce. And I think it's just incredible for the industry to have – 
all those games, mostly like tons of first party games, uh, being just available for a dirt ass cheap uh, price for Game Pass. Yeah, dude, you stole the words right out of my mouth. That was that to me was the biggest takeaway out of all of this because regardless of what you feel about these individual titles and you know granted we just told you for the last hour what we feel about these titles the biggest thing is that every single one of these games available on game pass which is fucking bananas because game pass costs i mean i subscribe to it now even though i barely touch my xbox because i feel like you have to be stupid to have an xbox and not subscribe to it because it's such a good deal it's like 10 bucks a month or something like that so i mean all the games that we just listed off most of those would be like a triple a 60 dollar price tag and for the price of $10 a month, you're going to get all of those when they debut. And a lot of those, as we mentioned, are timed exclusives. I mean, dude, that's a pretty fucking major power play. That is a huge flex on Microsoft's part. And I hope that the people at Sony are really fucking paying attention because Microsoft may have completely like just fucked themselves over with the Xbox One. But it seems like they have absolutely learned their lessons and it seems like they are hell bent on turning things around and God love them. I really feel like they are making a lot of really fucking smart moves. I am the furthest thing that you could call uh, an Xbox fanboy. Like, I'm just not an Xbox fanboy at all. But holy shit, like just seeing all these. I'm like, yeah, I, that's amazing deal. That's an amazing offer. How can anybody in their right mind say no to that? That's that's bananas. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like, uh, you know, those um, what is it? There's things online where people are like, you know, get a subscription and then they know, like statistically, you probably won't ever cancel it because it's right, more difficult. Right, because you just forget it's, it's yeah. too hard. Yeah. So yeah. that is, you know, one of those things that why games as a service and a bunch of other things work really well. And, and it's over time, you know, the long tail and all that kind of stuff, you get um, some pretty good money out of it as well and some support. Um, I think that's part of what they're banking on. But secondly, they're just moving the industry in a different way, and Sony can decide, like you said, to listen or not listen. Um, I think that is a, a, a big flex because it's not just a flex, but it's also like a, a direction. It's like a, a, a signpost. Absolutely. Yeah. What we could do for games because the prices keep getting higher, right? Like these numbers I see on my PS4 or anywhere, uh, Xbox One currently, of like uh, Sword Art Online, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Uh, Sword Art Online, Elicization or whatever it's called. It had like a $98 version, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Fuck off to hell, right? Like, especially right now with COVID and all this stuff. Like, fuck you to hell for a digital copy. Fuck you right in your fucking face. That's so stupid. Like, I don't <laughs> care what kind of collector, like, costumes you're giving me, you know? That is we'll insanity. We'll throat power after that. We'll find out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but I say this. I say this truthfully. I think it's um, it's a game changer when it comes to pricing structure economy of scale for sure right because there's only so many people that are going to buy sword art online that or that are going to buy the new uh double fine game or whatever but like like you say like the cost of development is going up people's standards are going up i mean look at how badly people groused when these games weren't like all bells and whistles so they know they got to keep up in their game but that costs money that costs like human training that there's a there's a cost associated with that on multiple levels and you're just not going to sell that many copies but this is a way to get around that where if you're getting a piece of every subscription rather than selling actual copies, that may actually come out uh, better for those developers in the end. I mean, I guess it depends on the numbers. Of course, I'm sure that Microsoft wants to really explode that. They want every single Xbox owner to have Game Pass and they want more people to buy Xboxes. And I mean, I gotta say, dude, like I, 
have been using my Xbox One as kind of like a doorstop. I fired it up every once in a while for exclusives or just, you know, a few things on the Xbox preview program. But by and large, I, I barely touch it, right? But if this is going to be the new norm, at least on the Microsoft side, where every fucking brand new game, like high profile, big budget game is coming to Game Pass and I can get Game Pass for $10 a month and don't have to buy those games. I mean, I, I was already going to buy the new Xbox, but that's going to make me double buy it because, I mean, why would you not want to do that? Wait, are you going to buy it twice? I think I'm going to buy bad. it. I'm going to take it back because I'll save the receipt. I'm just going to buy it again because I'm okay. going to really enjoy buying it twice. Yeah, no, and also remember when we, um, I guess we were still doing the game, the, the this Game Pass tangent, but remember when it first came out, like, it was like, eh, those games aren't that, they're not going to make me get Game Pass, you know? Right, right, but, like, right. some were good, some were not so good, and now, yeah, this kind of announcement goes like, okay. So, yeah, I think, like, uh, Alana really, I think, was one of the first videos that went up to, that helped me remember, like, holy shit, that's right. Um, this is mo- all of them. Yeah, I think it was just all of them that were literally announced. everyone that we just talked about. Every yeah. single one is going to be on Game Pass, and most of them are going to be Game Pass timed exclusives. Yeah, which crazy. I mean is is bananas. It's so fucking crazy. I'm sure the people at Sony were like, "Oh fuck, we're we got to do something about this because it is a major move. It is a major move." Um, so we shall see how this plays out. I think it's going to cause shockwaves for a very long time you know what so. it'll also do it'll kill it potentially kills gamefly very possible very right because like I, basically know, right now when you always mention gamefly this on the show i'm like yeah but subscription i don't want another subscription but if i'm subscribing to sony's ps4 library and xbox's game pass those are the subscriptions i'm going to sign up for you know i mean if i only had an xbox i absolutely would not need game fly but i have a switch you can get a bunch of switch games on it which is great i have a ps4 and i i have not i used to subscribe to ps now it was not worth the money and i did not like the streaming so i got out of it apparently it's better and changed but i haven't heard anybody talking about it the way they're talking about it's not better it's not better okay okay that's kind of what i suspected yeah okay so unless they unless they get their shit in order i still will subscribe to gamefly for sony games as a matter of fact i just got ghost of tsushima on gamefly because i wasn't sure i wanted to pay money for it and i can't afford it anyway but i can't afford the gamefly subscription so i got that gonna be playing that i'm gonna be playing soccer wars didn't pay for that i'm gonna get that from gamefly maybe it just cuts it in half then you know yeah yeah exactly but if sony gets on board with a game pass similar thing i think gamefly is going to go the way of the dodo for sure yeah all All right right. this must be a short episode and it is not one we well, it's I guess yeah, it's I got no excuse. Super it's long. a good episode. It's a good episode. We had it's so many good, good discussions though. So many tangents. We talked about my Jack Black, Jack Black beef. Got the Jack Black beef. Name. We talked about mental illness and deaf people. We talked about all sorts of stuff, all sorts of games, all sorts of flexes. It's great, folks. That is it. This is the show. Thank you very much. We'll be back to our normal structure next episode, and I think we're probably going to do the free show after that, depending, or maybe we'll switch it up. Who knows? Regardless, uh, we love to get your questions and comments. Uh, let us know what you think about these theme shows, or if you want to just let us know about anything in general, hit us up. So video games podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at so video games, but you can maybe hit us up individually. You can definitely get me individually, but Carlos, are you still out in the village? Yeah, I'm in the village and uh, we still got the muscle cars out here. Um, and the smoke monster? Smoke monster. He's been quiet lately. Um, All right. But so I, you're still off the social media. No way for people to get a hold of you. Yeah. I, by the way, I look at it. And I, I've been tweeting a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. But in general, let's just say this. Where I used to be, like, always checking the feeds. Like, I don't check feeds anymore. I only, like, just will, you know, tweet here and there, maybe. But that's not the best place because I'm not really replying 
uh, very much. Although I've noticed a couple of listeners of the show tweet me, and I, I, I might here and there. But uh, I would just say that, yeah, I'm really excited about this platformer. Uh, you, Brad Galloway, inspired me to try to get it finished and just get it on the Switch. So uh, it's called A Robot Is You, uh, robotisyou.com. Uh, I'm basically having like a little uh, newsletter that I'm going to start up soon. And so just go in there and you can subscribe to the newsletter. And then I'll be putting up the screenshots as well as I'm going to put up the game itself to just play in your browser, like uh, in development. Excellent. Well, so, that is exciting. Go check out a robot is you, uh, yep. dot com. Is that correct? That's it. All right. Check out that. And that's a good way to get a hold of Carlos. Uh, as for me, same as usual on Twitter, on Instagram, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for episode 191. Thank you again for joining us here on the So Video Games Podcast. And we'll be back before you know it. But in the meantime, this is bye from Brad. And bye from Carlos with a song about Scuttlebutt. The scuttlebutt the song. Scuttlebutt. That's hey. a funny word. It is a funny word. Hey, uh, and also, if you're named Obsidian and have my $50... Um, Give it back. You know, I kind of could use it, so maybe, <laughs> maybe we can meet up in something.